back to Zillennial Big Sis. I'm Emma, your Zillennial Big Sis. Happy New Year. Happy 2023. Thank the Lord it's here. Um, This episode, I'm so excited to get the New Year started off right off with a bang. We've got a great topic today. I am going to be going through how to find the fitness that you love in this new year because let's be completely honest, in the New Year's, fitness is of top of a lot of people's minds and it is like thrown in your face. And I believe there's a really good way to find fitness that you'll love this year as well. I'm giving a life update. I did see my ex and I'm going to be talking about new year's because new year's Eve was actually a great time. So I'm going to be telling you a little bit about my new year's giving a little life update and a quick episode. Again, I want to say thank you so much for all the listeners that I've had in season two. It is so awesome to see so many uh, people that I know, people that I don't know, new listeners come on to this pod and I've got some amazing guests lined up. I've got some really great content lined up for the new year and I'm so excited to do it with you. So thank you. You, I just swallowed. I just swallowed so much spit and like that's disgusting to do in a mic and I don't think I can edit that out and I don't want to re-record it. So sorry about that. Let's get into my New Year's update, me seeing my ex, all of that. So yay, let's get started. Okay, so obviously I'm a very open person. I mean, I have a podcast. I'm a on TikTok. Like I'm very open with my life and I've been pretty open with my journey of healing like from this breakup and you know, I saw my ex the last time I saw him was around Thanksgiving was actually the night of Thanksgiving. And, you know, I saw him then. And then a couple of days later, I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't fight enough for our relationship. We had decided to stay broken up. And I was like, no, I have to fight for this. And I called him over the phone and I was just like sobbing and sobbing for like 45 minutes, like essentially begging him back. And I will say it was a very humbling moment in my life. And it was just like one of those moments that I was like, wow, that's a that's a big kick to the ego. But after that situation, I felt so sad. Like I felt like the world was falling from my feet again. I thought I was going through like essentially another breakup. It was awful. I just like literally was, I was like the only thing keeping me here right now is just the fact that I've got good friends to talk to and all of that. And we ended the conversation with him saying, you know, don't close yourself off to the world to talk to your friends, all that stuff, which of course I've never been, I've never been a mysterious, discreet person. I will say that. So obviously I was not going to close myself off. It's not really like who I am. If I ever go through a phase where I close myself off, then alert the authorities because I'm being held against my will. Because like, let's be honest, I'll be open about pretty much anything. But between that time, we did not talk. We didn't really have any contact at all. I made a TikTok about how he drank whole milk by the glass and it gave me the ick and he commented on that. But other than that, we had no communication at all. So I was pretty shocked to see after Christmas, the Monday after Christmas, when I got a text message from him saying, hey, I completely understand if you don't want to, but would you want to get coffee? I knew he was in town because, you know, he's there for Christmas. I knew that he would be there because I was supposed to go to his family Christmas, obviously. I was invited initially before we broke up, but I was like, okay, went back and forth. I only told two of my friends that he was going to be there before, and I was like, what should I do? Just because I knew that my friends' opinions could never trump my personal opinions about this situation. I needed two outside opinions from people that I trusted, And I got those opinions. I took that information and one of my friends gave me a very good piece of advice. She was like, I need you to ask him like what his intentions are 
because if his intention is to say, hey, do you want to get back together and like do the same thing over again? And like, what's the point if, you know, just like going in, understanding his intentions. And he just said that his intention was like to just catch up, see how I was doing. And then just, you know, have a little catch up because the one thing that was very abundantly clear from our breakup, we broke up our first day of a long weekend trip in New York city. And it was abundantly clear from that moment that like we have a very strong friendship and that's something that's super awesome. And it's a great part of our relationship, but it's also easy to get those like lines blurred and it's harder for people to understand. Like most other people, like when you have a breakup, it's very cut and dry of like, no, you're not talking to that person again. It didn't work out. But like this, we ended things on very good terms. Like, does it hurt? Absolutely. I'm not going to lie and say it didn't hurt, but like, it's something that is not as like cut and dry. So I ended up seeing him. We got coffee during the day and then ended up after his family Christmas, he came over and then stayed pretty, pretty much like the whole day, like the next day. And we, you know, talked about things like set boundaries, maybe smooched a little bit, but it's okay. Uh, <laughs> oops. But yeah, we set the boundaries that were like, we're just going to be friends we are not like we both agree that we could convince each other to get back together, but like the work that needed to be done has not been done. So I'm not waiting for him. He's not waiting for me. I'm back on the dating scene. I haven't gone on any dates, but I've had my phone being hit up by some, some boys, but yeah, I'm just going into this next phase of my life with a very open mind. And it's like, I know that I'm, I'm like glad that that's how that things ended. And that's where we were at at the end of the year. Because I think the way things ended before just seemed like seemed so much like more somber. And I'm not saying that you can't have like somber moments during breakups and stuff like that. That's not what I'm saying at all. But it just felt like right for us. And obviously, if you're going through a breakup, like you have to gauge what's right for you. And I left and it's been what? I don't even know, like almost a week now since I saw him. And I haven't had that like deep sadness that I did last time, which to me shows that there's more growth. And the next step in my journey, I guess, is seeing who else is out there. Because let's be honest, one of my biggest fears is like, what if I don't find a connection like our connection? But let's be honest. Let's get real. There are plenty of fish in the sea. Or I like to say plenty of dick in the sea. Um, And how am I ever going to find out if I'm going to have a connection with someone that's greater if I never explore another connection? If I'm like, no, nothing will be better. No one will be better. Like I now have a better list and better understanding of what I want. Like I'm not saying he's the antithesis of what I want, but like I want to be wanted by someone. I want someone to be all in on me and I don't want to feel like I have to do any convincing of, you know, you want to do these things with me and you want to live this life with me. Cause it was, he even said like, it was never a question of if you were the right person, it was if things would happen at the right time. Like if I could give you what you want for the future. And that's why I still have a lot of love for him. But like, I know in my next relationship, it's going to be, are you the right person? And is it the right time? Like, are we willing to move there? And are we willing to like make those steps together? And But right now I'm in the phase where I'm ready to just have fun, meet different people. If, you know, if I find someone that I'm like, wow, this is great. Great. If I go on a date with a complete dud, sure. You'll just hear about it on the podcast or maybe you won't. I don't want these guys to get a big head. They don't have to be my talking conversation, but 
I'm ready just for this next chapter and next phase of my life, which is a good transition for New Year's because I have a new opinion on New Year's now. If you listened to my Getting Real About New Year's episode, you would know I hate New Year's. I think it's the dumbest holiday. I think it's like so lame, so boring. And let me tell you, this New Year's was the best New Year's Eve I've ever had in my life. And I know that's a bold, big statement, but it was just perfect. I was sad because like certain friends couldn't come out and stuff like that. But I personally, even with that happening, I was like, this is so great. So already I knew in the morning I'm having a little bit of anxiety about the driving situation, about Uber prices, all of that. And I decided I'm not going to drink this New Year's. So I was sober and I DD'd. And I'm the type of person that I can be sober and I can go out to a packed bar and my friends can get drunk and they can get wild and crazy. And I'm still going to have a good time. That is absolutely me. I'm not that stick in the mud. I'm not going to sit there and like pout about it. It was my choice. Everyone else was like, are you sure? We can always just get two Ubers. But that piece of control that I was able to have over the night like made such a difference. My friend visited from college and she lives in New York now. So it's always great to see her. And I had other friends from college. I had my friends from here. My friend Haley and her boyfriend came out with us. And it was just like the best night. We went to one of my favorite bars. We got there around 8 p.m., which I don't know what it was. I think it was like 8, 8.30 is when we got there. We left, yeah, we left my apartment at 8. 8.30 is this sweet spot for New Year's Eve. Like there was no crazy line at the bar. The cover was only 30 bucks at that point. And I was expecting like a cover of 50, but there was already a good amount of people there. So it wasn't just completely dead, but it also wasn't so late that we were going to have to wait in a crazy line and all of that. Being at the bar for like three and a half, four hours is a solid amount of time. And I think like a great amount of time. We were having a dance. We were having a laugh. Oh my gosh. The first DJ was great. And then my the band, the second band was amazing. I said they were 10 out of 10. They played like the best music. All of my friends were having a blast. I was trolling people so hard. I was making my friends kiss people. Like I was on my crazy crazy troll kind of vibes that night <laughs> and I was just ready for some stories and some some fun. I will say though I was a weenie hut junior. I was being a little weenie. I saw this man. We make eye contact like in the beginning we go to the dance floor. It's earlier in the night. I make eye contact with this man so many times and like it's the, it's like he's holding the eye contact and I'm like oh my gosh wait I find him like very attractive all of this and I am very much like I would I would be very intimidated to go up to a woman if she was in a group of like 10, 7, 7, 10, 7 to 10 people, including another guy. Like I would be very intimidated to go up. So I wasn't expecting him to come up to me. And like, if he did, you know, that'd be great. But I was like, okay, I'm going to shoot my shot. I'm going to go up to this guy, tell him, think he's cute, whatever. Like, do you have a girlfriend? If he doesn't, great. If he's, you know, not interested, great, whatever. I, every single time that I saw him, I either was a weenie and just like, bitched out or, or he was talking to a different girl. And I was like, if this is his girlfriend, then that's really awkward to be like, Hey, are you single? Are you single? Like, that's awkward. That's weird. So I didn't do it. And I'm so mad. I, at one point, my friend Haley went and like pretty much like squeezed her way through this bar. Like at this point it is packed. It is just like jam packed in here. And she finally gets over to him and she starts talking to him. By the way, she's like five, two. This man was like a good six, six, probably 
like I was six foot in my heels and he was still much like taller than me. And I was like, fuck yeah. Like he's so cute. Uh, she went up to him, starts talking to him uh, at her very, very short height. And she's like screaming at him. This man's French. He's like, what? I don't understand you. I'm French. Like he's French. And he's like sitting there and she could barely understand him all this. So by the time that she got back, it was so close to midnight. I was like, okay, it's just, we're just kind of my losses. We're okay. Um, we, you know, dancing, partying, the champagne toast went out and a guy from my college was there and he was spraying the champagne, happened to get it straight in my eye. But other than that, I mean, the night was great. So I'm not a New Year's hater anymore, but I also know that like if I try to go out to the bars next year and replicate this and it doesn't live up, I'm going to be disappointed again. So maybe I need to try something completely new next year. So maybe it's like renting a cabin. That's the vibe. But New Year's started great. It was a great vibe and it was nice to not start it hungover either. I was just able to sleep in, hang out with my friends that stayed here. And yeah, I'd rate this New Year a 10 out of 10. Thumbs up. It was a great time. Ended the night with some pizza rolls and just some good fun. But let's get into today's topic, which is how to navigate fitness in the New Year's and how to find the fitness program that you like and what works best for you. Fitness in the New Year is obviously a big thing. You hear some people who are gym bros and those gym rats that are like, oh my gosh, the gym gets so busy and then all the people leave. It's like, shut up. Like, if you're if you're really part of the fitness community, you will be welcoming those new people in. You will be just like having them with open arms. So obviously there's a ton of crazy marketing because it is resolution season, it is goal season, and people really want you to buy into their membership and into their gym. So I'm gonna be giving you some tips on how to find the fitness that you love that will, you know, take you into this new year and set you up for success and for an enjoyable fitness experience. The first step is to understand your goals. Is your goal more physical, like you're trying to lose weight or gain muscle, or is your goal more mental? You want to, you know, improve your mental health and get more consistent exercise. Is your goal to move your body more? What is your goal? Because this is going to be really important when deciding whether or not you're going to do a class workout that's a spin class, or maybe you'll do something more weight focused, like an F45. Or are you going to sign up for Lifetime Fitness where you're going to do more personalized things where you are the one leading your own workout and you know there's no class, no gym? Or are you going to focus on something at home? So understanding what your goals are will help you better answer. The next question is, can you do it alone or do you need a group? Do you need a coach? It could even be coach or group. I think there's like three sections of fitness, which is at home, alone. So at home or alone a group fitness class that is like, I would consider what I do group fitness. There's an instructor leading you. They have the workout set. You really don't have to think about anything, but they may not be giving you a ton of instruction. And I think that's important to note that there is some group fitness where there's a coach going around and giving you instruction and, you know, helping you with your form or they're just there to lead and cycling specifically my spin studio. It's definitely more, they're there to lead the class and they're not giving you like one-on-one personal assistance. But when I went to F45, there are two coaches walking around. They give the workouts, you do them. And then the coaches walk around and give you assistance. But also I went to like rumble boxing where they're leading the workouts, but they're not necessarily doing as much form correction with you. So it's really understanding. Do you want to do it alone without any assistance? Do you want to do it in a group setting or do you want to do it private where it's one-on-one with you and a coach 
you are going to be going through personalized workouts. It's probably private is probably going to be the most expensive investment. I don't know. Maybe you can find someone who is newer to private training, but what, what is the structure of your workouts? And I think that is really the easiest way to narrow down because there are so many fitness options. So when you combine those ideas of understanding your goals, so your fitness goals with the structure of the class or the gym or the workout plan that you're buying, whenever you combine those things, it will help eliminate a ton of options because there are options everywhere endlessly. I mean, I've gone to, I think, at least 10 different studios of different types of fitness in the last like couple months. And it's it's definitely a lot. It can be a lot. But I'm telling you, this brings me to step number three, which is try out your options. Trying out your options is so unbelievably important. Most classes, gyms, I believe they might have like a new member thing where you can try out their gym for a day or like a day pass or, you know, workout programs. Most of them have a new member pricing, a new member free class, a new member, you know, day where you can just like drop in and you need to try out those options before you like slam down your card and, you know, say, I'm going to go to this class because if you don't like it, you will not sustain it and you will not keep doing it. I know myself, if I signed up for a gym like Lifetime or Planet Fitness, my ass would never be in there. Why? I don't have the motivation of, I have a class at this time. I'm booked in. I'm going to be in front of a person and I'm going to do this. I need group fitness settings. Like that is what I need. I like the social experience. I like that, you know, you're working together almost in a sense, because if I see someone, you know, doing something great, then it inspires me to say, oh, I can work up to that. And then, you know, it's like, I need group fitness, right? I'm not going to be buying Planet Fitness because I'm not going to show up after a week. I'm simply not going to do that. My apartment complex has a gym and I think I've been like four times, which I need to actually go more, but I like, it's just not me. I need that group fitness, but maybe you don't. And you just go to different gyms and do drop-in days and try out, you know, their equipment and see how their weight floor is or see how their cardio equipment is. Try out different gyms, try out different classes, look for free or discounted or drop-in rates. That's the key. And if you want a good rate or you want a free class, I'm sure if you call a place and be like, Hey, I'm like looking at places they can tell you. I will say that there are certain areas that like drop-ins can be pretty pricey. It can be what I found in my region, which I'm in the Midwest. I'm in Indiana. Um, it's from 20 to $35 is like a range that I've seen. And I feel like that'd be pretty spot on anywhere that you go, but that's how much a drop-in could cost. But most, most boutique fitness or most corporate owned fitness studios have like a new member thing where you can go for free because they want to sign you and be prepared to tell them, Hey, I'm trying out different things. I'm not sure yet at the end because they will try to sell you the membership. They absolutely will. And especially because of the new year, they they're going to hound you. I would be shocked if they didn't, they're going to be asking you, do you want, do you want to buy in? Because we want to sell to you. Step three can take the longest. You should be able to be trying out different places, you know, through January. Damn, even February if you want to. 
class pass is a great option as well for places, you know, maybe get class pass. I'm pretty sure at least at the time I was filming this in December, it has a free month. Like I have a free month on class pass so I can try out different places, but you know, try out class pass, try out all these different places, take your time. Once you find a place that you love and a place that, you know, you feel really encouraged in, you feel like aligns with your goals, uh, you feel like has a good community, a good vibe, good equipment for you, then it's time to commit. When you commit to something, when it comes to fitness, I will say there are some days that I wake up and I'm like, I don't want to do this, but I've signed up for a class. But you know what I do? I nine out of 10 times show up for the class. And by the end of the class, I'm usually like, I'm glad I did this. You've already established your goals and like why you want to do this. So why would you give up on yourself? It's the days that you really don't want to be there that I think you can like push past another level. Like it's always the spin class that I sit there and I'm like, I'm not trying today that I let go of all expectations. And I have like one of my best rides. And I know that sounds weird and it sounds a little backwards. And obviously you should listen to your body. If you need rest, rest. If you're sick, do not work out. But it's important to get that movement in and to push past those walls. Because if you consistently say, I'm going to work out, but then don't show up, your mind, every time you book that class, it just says, oh, I'm not showing up for this. Eventually you will set that as a habit. You will set that as a standard and a pattern. And those goals that you had, throw them away. It doesn't matter because you have to create that habit and create that standard of if I book a class, if I say I'm going to go to the gym at this time, if I say that I'm going to do this at home workout, I'm going to do it. And I'm making that commitment to myself. That's also one of the benefits I see to group fitness is if I book a class and I do a late cancel, you will get charged a late cancel fee at most places. I literally have money on the line. I'm paying this membership. And if I get charged, if I don't show up, I'm like, I'm losing money. So money has been my motivation until I genuinely just like fell in love with it. But if you have to have that as your motivation, use that. Another thing that I do in class is I found myself when I was in that new phase, because there will be a learning curve to anything that you do. Anyone who does a specific workout, who goes to a gym will say, and if they do not agree with this, they're a piece of shit and they're lying. Um, there is a learning curve to whatever you do. The master instructor at a place did not start at that level. They did not just hop on a bike or get those dumbbells and have that lift or have that, you know, form down, right? Like it takes time. Have some grace with that new beginner's phase because you will be looking back and at least you will say, I did it as opposed to, I wish I did it. I think a lot of people are afraid to be seen as new doing something. But when I'm new in a workout class, if an instructor shouts me out saying like, welcome first time rider, welcome first time, you know, class member, all of this, if I'm going to the gym and I'm new, it's okay. And like the more people know that you're new, they're like, oh, they're new. And it like lowers the standards as well. Embracing new fitness journeys is so much about you just releasing the pressure of perfection from yourself because just remember that imperfect action is better than inaction. You have to take care of your body. And I'm not saying to go out there and do crazy exercises and get injured, but I'm just saying that just showing up is absolutely the first step. And when you find that place and it finally clicks or you find that workout or you find that influencer, or you find that person, that personal trainer that it just clicks, 
things will start to change and you will start to see that change. And, you know, maybe that change isn't going to be your body shrinking in sizes. Maybe it's, you are going to be able to, instead of just lifting five pounds, maybe by the end of the year, you'll lift 20 pounds. And I think that's so amazing, but it's also terrifying. So acknowledge the fact that you're working against every single habit, every single thing that you did last year and it's not going to change overnight. You need to be patient and you need to be consistent for any change to happen. We are starting the new year's short and sweet. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. New episodes are going to be out consistently on Tuesdays. That is the schedule that I'm sticking with now. Make sure to give this podcast a follow, a download if you want that as well. And if you enjoy it, give me a rating. Five stars are preferred on Apple and Spotify as well. If you have any, you know, you want to stay in touch, you have any episode requests, you have any topic requests, send them to me on my Instagram DMs or on my TikTok DMs that will be in the show notes. So I hope you enjoy the rest of your week and tackle that first week of 2023 like it's your bitch. I'll see you next week.